0: Welcome to the Conscious Investor. Let's get started. I'm so excited to be, you know, sharing space today, once again, this entire week with Tate Seymour. If you missed the previous episode, we dove into who is Tate? And you need to go back and listen to it because I haven't had a single guess guess answer this question of like, who are you in a more um, thoughtful way ever. So Tate, I want to thank you for, you know, just taking us deep into thought and awareness about who it it just, it helps everybody reflect on our own understanding of who we are. But today I am so stoked to be able to talk about, you know, what single mindset shift you made. We've all made lots of them, but what has changed your life yeah. mindset wise?
1: You bet. Um, well, I would say there's two things, one, I, two major like uh, mindset shifts in business. And then one in that was kind of business and life in general. Um, That's, that good. I'll That's highlight. how you
0: got off the hook, right? Because right. I said one, but you're like, no, I'm doing one, but I'm well, doing it from different categories. So I, cool. I think, and
1: they tie, to, <laughs> they tie together. So the first one is just getting my head around um, the idea that I could like be an apartment purchaser and put a team together and the, all the resources we need and everything else to to buy an apartment community at a large scale. Uh, getting my head into that to that point took some time and it took a lot of. Um, Education and you know conferences and podcasts and audiobooks and just absorbing all the knowledge that I could that to get the confidence to speak the language and then to go out and and start forming relationships. Um,
0: but I have to a process. I I got it. I got to go. We got to back up the truck here for a second. Sure. But why? Why would you want to be an apartment investor? I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah. why not do um,
0: self-storage or why not, you know, invest in single family, fix and flip all the other asset classes in real estate, let alone anything else under the sun, crypto, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is like a, just a fantastic question and topic and, uh, you know, you and I both could do a, a long episode about why apartments, but I'll just put it in, into, uh, the, like a nutshell, if I can, um, the apartment, the multifamily commercial multifamily asset class, which is five units or more in one property offers, in my opinion, so many benefits that are not found in any sort of other asset class, other than maybe self-storage. You mentioned self-storage and possibly like RV parks and, uh, and that that group, um, those sorts of investments, they, um, they can do sort of the same thing that apartments can do, but the universality of need for housing and particularly right now with the, the demand for housing and the lack of supply makes apartments a really good place to be in terms of being an investor and having capital in cash flowing assets. And so I look at look, if you're buying good assets, they're ideally going to be cash flowing nicely. They're going to be paying down debt. Um, they're going to be uh, paying investors nice returns and they're going to be paying the expenses of the property. And at the same time, if you're able to force equity or force appreciation, meaning simply increasing the net operating income by either raising rents reducing expenses uh or otherwise enhancing the the income of the property you are exponentially increasing the value of the property and in commercial real estate it's a mathematic formula it's not comps it's not like you know, it's like single family it's like you know if you can add hundred dollars a month to the rents at 150 units that at a five cap, it's going to be, I don't know what it is, $3, 4000000 million probably worth of equity that you're forcing. And that is powerful. And I can't find that. I've we We haven't seen that in any other asset classes. And we come from single family flipping, developing, land deals, ground up development, and everything that we did until we started doing apartments was in my opinion speculative by definition we were buying assets that we were counting on selling for a certain amount more than what we were buying for without having that in the bag right so it's speculative and purchasing cash flowing multifamily assets that have a history of cash flow that have a current rent roll that has tenants that are paying and has you know is is decently run is just it's it's one of a kind. it's it's not speculative anymore. you're you are acqu- you're doing the Robert kiyosaki rich dad poor dad thing. You're acquiring cash flowing assets. So it's really exciting. And then there's tax benefits. There are you know that you can talk about uh, you know, leverage how you can use a fairly small you know relatively small amount of money to buy a quite a big, Asset that, and 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 leverage, you know, capital well. You can leverage your 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 team well. You can leverage property managers well. All in the name of providing the the best housing that you can for your tenants and residents, and and uh, and providing the best returns that you can to your investors. So, we love it. Like. You know, there's other things as well, like risk mitigation kind of touched on that a little bit, but like, I mean, there's, you can kind of go on and on with, uh, the exciting advantages of, of multifamily.
0: You can. And so that, and so ultimately that's what led you into the multifamily is, yeah. okay. I looked at the asset classes, I was already involved in these and I could see, this is so much more powerful. So you have this shift in your yeah. thinking, but how does that shift in your personal thinking? Because you said that they are linked yeah. together.
1: Well, it's it was interesting the kind of the the process or the trajectory that got us to where we are and where you know where we ended up doing multifamily was kind of a rocky road, and in in particular, we did a couple of ground up development projects that did not go well, and. For for numerous reasons, uh, ultimately we were the the owners and developers, so it, the buck stops with us. But um, let's just say we did you know we didn't necessarily have the best uh, help that we we and advice that we could have gotten, um, and we were it was just kind of a it was a project that was um, a, a reach for us to do, and and we at the time we were. Um, really eager to get into that space, and just excited to do deals and and uh, and they ended up taking. This is one of the problems. Uh, they ended up taking about two and a half years from um, the time that we put them under contract to breaking ground to building to marketing and selling and closing was the better almost three like the better part of three years, which is almost
0: three. Two is, two is fairly common
1: yeah, it's um, too even long, it, you know, but for, but that said, like it was a, um, and, and things started going sideways with these projects right out of the gate. Like there were, you know, $50,000 items here that we didn't catch. And, and then, you know, this there, and, and just, again, we could do a whole episode on those, those projects. and but I'll I'll just summarize by saying that they were hands down the most difficult thing that I've ever been through professionally uh, because they were losers out of the gate and we knew it. Um, mm, well, we, we didn't know it out of the gate, but we knew it pretty soon after six months after things started kind of going sideways. And, and we knew we were looking at probable losses and and um it was a painful process and there were da- there were weeks that it seemed like every single day there was something new that came up and and so at the at during this process i went to dealmaker live with michael Blanc, and hal elrod was the, one of the keynote speakers and i had read the miracle morning i think at that point uh so i knew who he was and if you haven't read The Miracle Morning or listened to it, like by all means do. It's it's game changer. But I think an even bigger game changer is his first book, which is called The Miracle Equation. Actually, I think he wrote it first, but published it second or something like that. But the miracle equation is money. Like everybody here listening should check that book out. And the equation itself is simply unwavering effort. Uh, uh, sorry, unwavering faith plus extraordinary effort equals miracles. So unwavering faith plus extraordinary effort equals miracles. And like, we were in a pretty dark place with these townhomes, like 60, 70% of the way through them in that we didn't have any idea how we were going to get out of them at the end. And we knew we, that we were looking at some significant losses and, that's like a pretty uncomfortable place to be and i really it really came down to like all right this is either going to like take us out and really or or knock us really far down or i'm just going to have faith that it's going to work out somehow and i'm going to keep going moving forward with our with our commercial multifamily ventures and sure enough we got a 20 unit during that process through one of those projects through one of the new build projects, we found a 20 unit apartment building here in, in Utah, that we're about to sell, we're about full cycle on. And, uh, and it's been a absolute grand slam. Uh, And it's, it's basically uh, it's basically like mitigating everything from the, the, the new builds that we did. Um, and so, you know, at the end of the day, we're back to square one, if you just look at those two projects. But, you know, in the meantime, we've closed on three hundred and fifty-two units, uh, and this year in twenty twenty-one, and we've got, uh, I think it's a two hundred, roughly two hundred and fifty under contract that we're uh, be closing in the next three weeks. One's closing in a week. Um, so, you know, we've. Really, really moved past the the morass of yuckiness that we were in, and are how, onto me much this. bigger things. Yeah
0: how do you, how do you move past that? Because that is a psychological when you are dealing with that mindset, that psychology behind. I had investors they counted on me; they yeah. believed in this project, and now it's not going as planned. And now I want to grow in this capacity. How did, you know, and then you mentioned, you know, how overall and going to deal Maker life. How, how did all of that help you push beyond? Was it the miracle equation? Just saying like, no, I'm just going to do even more. I yeah. It was, like, it was like, it was like,
1: look, there's two things you got to focus. There's only two things you got to worry about. One is just is faith. And, you know, all of us have a different. I, kind of concept of faith in our heads, I think. But for me, faith is just, it is like rock solid knowing that something it, that you can't see right now is going to happen or materialize or, or whatever is going to work out. And in this case, it was like always going back to like, okay, I don't know how this, how it is going to work out, but it is going to work out somehow. Um, and, you know, it's still working out like it, it, I mean, it has worked out in great ways. And what, what we have in the pipe is like, you know, 40 X what, where we were, you know, when we started those projects. Um, so it, how you get through it is like, so you got the two things, right. You've got the faith and you got to just like, it, it, and it's a tester, right? Like if, if it's not faith, if, if it's not really, really testing, because it, it, you know, it's the whole unseen thing, right? Like, it, you know, whether that's something that you want to have happen in the future or whatever, like having faith in something unseen is like, it, it, that's real. Like that's, that's when life gets real. And when you're suffering and, and there's, there's pain going on to, to step into a place of faith that, that this is going to work itself out somehow if and when I put forth extraordinary effort. That's all I have to worry about are those two things. So, and I know my you know for me it was a no brainer because I know my work ethic, and I knew that, and I know my partner's work ethic, and we I knew that the extraordinary effort would be there and was there all you know was there the whole time, and uh, and so you know, it's like, all right, now those two things are in place. Like I can expect miracles. Like, and I think that's really the way the universe works. And, you know, so far so good, like things, it it hasn't been easy. It's been, you know, that's been a lot of work. Um, but you you know, it's like, and I, I still have just the unwavering faith that, and, and I think that, that unwavering faith thing too, just allowed me to really open up to like, you know, we're, we're looking at a 395 ish unit community right now. Um, and like, that's big time, you know? And I, I, I think the faith thing of, of like standing in, like this disaster is going to work out somehow. It also gives you access to like, things might work out really, really well here too. Like, and we have a thing that we have a sign on our on our office door that I'm looking at right now. It says it's quite possible that things will turn out far better than you can imagine, so it, that's kind it, of the space there, we're in <laughs> there,
0: there, there's so much power behind that you know if you look at what's the best case scenario that could happen versus what's the worst case scenario, how mm-hmm. often does worst can it, worst case scenario Actually come to fruition. Like a lot of people, I am gonna harp on the on the pandemic and and particularly in my geography, a lot of people, you know, kind of conspiracy theory world up in far north Idaho, right? Yes. And and actually kind of even across the country at this point, like people are having lots of these dialogues in their heads, but we get lost in the space, as you mentioned, between our ears. And we start having this, and we a lot of people are gravitating towards those negative ideas and you know, worst case scenario. It's like you know how many times I, I ask myself this question often. How many times does my worst case scenario actually come to life?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, never, never yeah. has my worst case scenario actually come to life. I've had yeah. some bad. I've had some really terrible experiences, but they've never been really the worst case scenario I can come up with in my imagination. Versus yeah. what's the very best thing that could possibly come from this? And so often, my best case scenario, my like is very limited compared to what transpires in life. It's like, Oh my gosh, that came out so much better. And Mm -hmm. you're kind of experiencing that from the ashes of, you know, this really difficult, you know, development project. It's like you persevered, you stuck through it. And now here's like now, Oh, we're looking at three, 350 units plus, you know, we're looking at these big things. We've already had these huge acquisitions this year. And it's like, the best is like even better than we can imagine. Oftentimes,
1: it is. I mean, I never three, four years, four years ago, you would have told me that we would have closed over three hundred fifty units in basically eight months. Um, actually, less than that, like six months um, from when we started closing our deals in Ohio and to where we are now um, with, and then what we have under contract and in the pipe. I wouldn't have believed it. I mean, to me, that's right there, evidence that things work out far better than you can imagine. Like we are in a really great space right now. And, um, we're not, we're building and we're, you know, we're reinvesting and we're, we're living skinny and all that stuff. It's, it's, um, it's, uh, we're in what I think of as a three to five year sprint of really setting things up for us so that, we can do whatever we want with the rest of our lives and um, whatever that looks like. And, you know, for me, that's contribution and coaching and mentoring and that education piece. And uh, that's one of the biggest parts of my big why is, is I want to be wildly successful to, to inspire and educate other people to be wildly successful. So
0: I heard on a podcast, I was listening to Ed Milet's podcast when I was working out this morning.
1: The episode was
0: so good that even when I was on a bike training, I was like, I have to listen to it. Usually I I need music, but I'm like, no, this is so good. And one of the things his guest said was we're so, um, we need to be successful. It is everyone's responsibility to be successful so that we can give back and do far more. It makes our life like, Adds so much more to to every part of our life. It's it's extraordinary. Yeah, absolutely extraordinary.
1: Yeah, yeah. And success success can look you know a lot of different ways for for everybody. And just to remind listeners of that, to you know, look there. Don't put pressure on yourself around this, and don't compete with others around this. Success is is yours to to define and determine, and make sure that. You know that you're serving yourself and your goals and your and your definition of success, and and not at all bringing yourself down. I think that there's a real art to that.
0: I think that that's really thank you. That's such sage advice um, because you have to be grounded, especially once you get into any niche whether it's investing or a new hobby, wh- whatever you're pursuing in life, you're going to start doing the comparison thing. And unless you mm-hmm. understand what you want and what success define, what success is for you, you you're going to lose who you are and lose the vision yeah. that was actually taking you on the path.
1: Yeah, for sure. Yep.
0: And Tate, well I love it. I love this conversation. Um, what, but we have to wrap up. Um, yep. What is it? number one best way for people to reach out to you?
1: Yeah. So, uh, www.investwithgreenlight.com has, uh, everything you need to reach me, schedule an appointment with me. Uh, there's resources there. My ebook on becoming financially independent through apartment investing is downloadable there. Uh, so yeah, investwithgreenlight.com.
0: Awesome. Make sure you go check out Tate's website um, and get to know everybody there at Greenlight. And until next, oh, I do want to invite everyone to um, check out the book *The Alchemist*. It mm-hmm. has a lot to do with this entire conversation, um, and it's a fable. So if you have you know kids at home of any age, this is a fantastic book. It, the audio book is phenomenal. So I just want to highly encourage people to you know listen to that book or read the book. Um, I had to listen to it and buy the book because it was so good as we listened, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it will really just encourage you if you are in the throes of, you know, that struggle part of your journey, it really provides a lot of clarity as to, you know, just the rewards and what comes through those um, challenges that we face on our path. So um, I don't get any, any props or anything from recommending the book, but I do know it's extremely helpful um, for people of all ages and I hope you check it out. Until next time, live big, love bigger. If you're embarrassed to answer the question, what are you reading? Or you're looking for a community to read with? The five-week book and networking club is for you. The five-week book and networking club helps readers of all kinds grow, learn, and connect with others in a really meaningful way. There's no commitment. Join the group book by book. If you're the person known for not finishing the books you start, or maybe you're a self-proclaimed slow reader or can't decide which book to read next, join us. I provide a reading schedule broken into five simple days of reading with an average of seven pages a day. Reading is such a powerful way to expand your thinking, understanding, and skill base. And reading with the five-week book and networking club will also build your network and affect your business. In 2021, the Five Week Book Networking Club completed eight books and 40 weeks of reading and networking. Head over to julieholly.com to connect so you don't miss out on the next book.